Hello and welcome to The Conversation with me, Amanda Decadene. Today is a very special episode with my beloved friend, Oscar winner, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. The world is going on around me outside and I hope we will not be interrupted. Okay, well, if we are, we are. Yeah. That's okay. I just felt like I wanted to do an update because I couldn't put your episode out without acknowledging that since we last spoke, (laughs) you became Jamie Lee Curtis Oscar winner. Yeah. How does that feel? It's been super interesting. I don't know yet. Obviously, the moment was unexpected and they ask you to metabolize that moment very quickly, both in some sort of articulate way of acknowledging the moment, both on stage and off, you're immediately thrown into a press room where, again, you're expected to metabolize something you didn't think was going to happen. You do your best. You try to stay focused on the miracle of the moment for you. There were, obviously, I was it was emotional for me. And then there's the ongoing change, if you will, which is that that now is a reality that I didn't ever expect would be my reality. So I'm trying to metabolize it and take advantage of it if there's an advantage to be taken and be in full acceptance that it doesn't change anything because it's a shiny thing and it's not, you know, life. It's a lovely acknowledgement one that I haven't fully metabolized yet. And yet at the same time, as I'm trying to get shit done before I die. Yeah. And I'm not being morbid. I'm being realistic, very realistic and understand that I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of things. I need to be more targeted in what I do. And remember that the best things in my life have come to me through moments of unexpectedness. The quote, I'm sure I probably said to you during the podcast, if I didn't, it's a book by Marisha Pessel called Special Topics in Calamity Physics. It's a novel, it's a mystery novel, very good one. But in the middle of it, she talks about the way our lives are supposed to go or so we're fed that it's where you go to school and what your job is and who Mm -hmm. you marry and that that determines your fate, your future. And she says, it isn't. And I quote, she says, life hinges on a couple seconds you never see coming. Hmm. And what you do in those seconds determines everything from then on. And you won't know what you're going to do until you're there. Mm, And that is how my life has really blossomed and flourished. Yeah, yeah. And so in that sense, I also don't want to all of a sudden be some control freak trying to now control my destiny. I'm trying to just also allow this moment to leave me wide open. Well, it's interesting because you said it was unexpected and I'm curious how you prepare yourself, how you stay present in the amount of energy and inertia that is leading up to this moment 
And how do you prepare yourself for the possibility of like, I may get this, I may not. I couldn't ever even allow myself the possibility that it would happen. It was the nomination itself was such a game changer for me because that was never in my thought pattern. It was never in my mind that that would happen for me. And then it began to be a bit of a conversation and I tried to keep it away, not in that self-deprecating way of like, oh, no, 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 not me, not me. That wasn't what I meant. It was, I can't allow it in because if I allow it in and allow the possibility of it to be, because it's so not up to me, I am doing nothing to manifest that, meaning there's nothing I can do as an action to make that happen. So yes, it's either the process or not. of being out of control, I then always go to, I don't even want to imagine it because then- There's no disappointment. Well, life is disappointing. I mean, I'm right. disappointed on the daily and I'm elated on the daily. It's just the part of being human. But that is a very specific disappointment. Yeah. And because there are a lot of prognosticators and people talking and a lot of chatter, and now with the internet, it's just everywhere all at once. Well, you were everywhere all at once because the internet fell in love with you in a way that was extraordinary to watch. And I've thought about this, and I think that your the level of humility that you showed during the process, during award season, running up to it, and your support for Michelle Yeoh, your friend and everything, everywhere, all at once, was so front and center that people, the internet, saw it and loved that aspect of you so much that within minutes of you saying something at an award show, there were t-shirts saying, get yourself yes. a hype woman like Jamie. Yes. And I quietly thought I do have Jamie as my hype woman. Yes, you do. And that was done by a, a lovely woman named Erin Gallagher, who is an activist. She's a really active, beautiful person. And she coined that and took that moment. And here's what you have to know about the moment. There was a reason why that reaction happened. We were at the Golden Globes, apparently a super spreader event, by the way. And I was sitting next to Michelle at the table and they broke for commercial. And they said, when we come back, best actress in a comedy or musical. And I looked over at Michelle and she was very very pale, very nervous. And I looked over to her. And I was like, hey, what's going on? She said, I'm so nervous. I said, why, babe? She said, I've never been nominated for anything. She'd never been to the Golden Globes as a nominee. And here she was sitting at a table. So I held her hand and then they came up and they did the presentation. She was so nervous and it meant so much to her that she was nominated for something. And then when she won, that reaction was based on 
her vulnerability, mm. her genuine, beautiful, vulnerable self saying, I'm so nervous. And in that moment, that moment happened for me. That's beautiful. That's just natural in if we're humans, that's natural. What came from it was a lovely, unexpected bit of flurry, which I appreciated. But I also wanted to be about me. I wanted to be about her and not about me. And I understood what Aaron was saying. And I really appreciate that whole message because it just made us feel like we were in it together. So for me, the problem was when it was about me, I was having a difficulty trying to really understand it. And so I just chose to try to ignore it. And I just believed that other people would win. And I had been to many of the award shows where other people did win. And therefore, as I've said before, it sort of sucks to lose, but I also have these little gold balls that I give everybody so that you don't leave home empty-handed so that there's something in your hand if you don't get the trophy. And so I was in, I had that ball clutched in my hand at the Oscars. Like I thought that's what was gonna happen. So I, when I say I was surprised, I was fully surprised. As by the way, I think even the people that read my name, Ariana Dubai, I mean, you can see, I think people were surprised. And then of course, happy and I'm happy. Well, you know, what was lovely to see was how I noticed how Michelle gave you what you gave her, which was mm. get up and go get it. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Cause you had a moment of like, oh my God, I don't believe this is happening. The same way that she had that moment where you said yes. you could see on the camera, you saying to her, go on, get up there. Like pulled her up to go get up and get her, you know, get up on stage. And she did the same thing for you. And it was beautiful to see that reciprocity between so, you. The point is that we're in this together. And that to me is what's missing. The fact that this is unusual, that a woman would support another woman, that hype women would be an anomaly, that people would be like, oh, what a concept. That to me is a terrible state. And as we know, because we are friends, supporting each other is the beautiful cushion of life. My women friends, the way we support each other, the way we suit up and show up, the way a group of my friends, friends of mine threw a party for me when I was nominated for the Oscar. I never would have asked for a party that would have never been in my thought. And my friends came to me and said, we'd like to have a party. And I showed up and you showed up and a group of our friends showed up and I allowed the feeling of that community because it's the very thing I'm trying to propel in my own life with my friends. So, well, you can see that. And to your point about how the fact that it is an anomaly when you actually see a, a woman really showing up for another woman in a public capacity, that is sad. That is. And unfortunately, women supporting women is something that a lot of people talk about, but have difficulty actually doing it. And I tend to gravitate towards women who walk the talk in that department and yeah. am also a woman who loves and supports women. And as part of your cheerleading group who got to be a part of witnessing you walk 
with such dignity and grace through the buildup to this day and seeing you accept the acknowledgement of winning an Oscar, it was wonderful to have the feeling as your friend Mm -hmm. of such joy for you and such happiness for you. And there's a group of us who experienced that together and it connected all of us with the common goal of showing up for Jamie, just to show up with pure love was a gift that we all got from you going through this experience. Well, and I appreciate it. And more than anything, you know, my love of Michelle Yeoh, I did this movie because of Michelle Yeoh. Yes, you I mean, said. from the beginning. And Deirdre is only good because she's opposite Evelyn. It's a dance. And so it is a communal art form. In the Oscar world, you can individualize it as it does and sort of breaks us off into components. You know, as I said, I'm still trying to metabolize. Metabolize, that's such a great word to describe it. Metabolize it. A large part of your life has been spent as a public person. Yes. And what I'm curious about is the amount of attention that has been focused on you for the last few months has been other level. And I'm wondering how that has affected your day-to-day life. So I am a not self-described, but wear it proudly, a weapon of mass promotion. I have been doing commercials since I was in my 20s. When I was a young mom, they hired me to be in Hertz commercials with O.J. Simpson and Arnold Palmer. Somehow, early on, early on, companies hired me because somehow they knew I told the truth and that my being was truthful. Therefore, if I say that the Hitachi big screen TV is as clear as a... It's true. believe it. Yeah. The Hertz commercials, I was the female business executive running through airports, and somehow you believed me. So I have been a promoter, a promoter for money. I have done many commercials over the years. Hitachi big screen TVs, Hertz Rent-A-Car, Equal, Legs Pantyhose, Voice Stream Wireless, Activia Yogurt. I spent many, many years on each of those campaigns selling things. I am good at selling things. I have a good nature about it. So I am a promoter. I'm a very good promoter in my work in advertising for movies. I have a lot of my colleagues who don't want to do promotion. A funny example, and I mean this with great respect to him, I was in Knives Out with Daniel Craig and everyone else. And at one point, we were going to do Good Morning America. And Daniel didn't want to do Good Morning America because, of course, Daniel has just spent 10 years being Bond and dealing with the Bond-verse, machine, yeah. you know, the Bond machine, the Bond universe. And he, now he was doing this little movie that was very different. And he just felt, of course, that the Bond machine was going to descend on him. And I remember... They were pairing people up. And I walked up to him. I said, we'll do the today. We'll do Good Morning America together. I promise you, you'll have a good time. We'll laugh. 
We won't take it seriously. It'll be fun. And we did it together. The entire rest of the promotion for the movie. He wanted Daniel, to be with you. Daniel and I were paired because I have a good time. Yeah. And what I realized is I'm really good at it. I love a a promotion. I know. But what my point is, is that I have been promoting now, as you said, in this big lens, and I now need to stop talking. I need, I've been parodied on SNL. When you're parodied on SNL. Oh, I know. I saw it. I loved it. But when you're parodied on SNL, it tells you something. Stay home and stop speaking. Stop speaking. Not be quiet, not shame-based. Of course. It's evidence of how ubiquitous that voice has become. Yes, you've saturated the market. And I now need to go back to doing the job that then gives me the portal to saturate. Yes. And I need to now step back and stop talking. <laughs> and the irony is I'm talking to you. But I did say I did have that feeling. And when I reached out to you and said, if you are just talked out, I get it. But as you hear, I'm metabolizing it. Yeah. Also, as you know, because we're friends, you know, I'm hustling right now. I'm trying to be a producer. I'm trying to step into a new role. I am trying to use my voice in yes. that you can't be quiet and be a producer. No. You have to be forceful. So I am also kind of accepting that I am where I am and I will get quiet. I will back off. My Insta world will back off a bit because it's been intense. Because the internet been... fell in love with you, Jamie, in a whole new way. A well, whole new way. The, I want to remind you that the movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, was also out for an entire year before the Oscars. And the amount of promotion that I did to amplify the movie, to remind people about the movie. And then as the movie started to start getting attention back in the fall of last year, it's a six month fucking campaign. Yeah. It's not three weeks, it's six months. And that then required a new level of promotion. And so I obviously got the nicest shiny thing, which is lovely. And as I said, I'm now trying to ingest it, metabolize it, figure out what it is going to help me do, mm -hmm. figure out what it's not going to help me do, understand its value and lack thereof. And I'm trying to do that right now. Does winning an Oscar open doors for you professionally that without question closed? Without question. What are some of those doors? It's just, I am 64. My name will be on a list of older actresses for jobs that would not have had my name on it alongside other Oscar winners, Emmy winners. Like it just elevates that list. I've had an example already yesterday where something that would not have been sent to me was sent to me. And that's where possibly an opportunity will come. But the truth is the things I'm hustling are things I've been hustling way before 
I was ever even in a conversation about an Oscar nomination. I mean, the nomination itself was so humongous for me. And just yeah. the, the mind of it all and the lead up to it. And I had COVID right before and I was so vulnerable and I was alone, isolated in a room in my house. Oh, I with know, just my, that time. I know with just my head. Yeah. And the impossibility of people not dropping the, you know, you're going to get an Oscar nomination bomb in my ear before I could go, no, please, please. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But I can't. But you know, of course, I woke up at four in the morning, one morning going, what? Is that yeah. possible? No, it was a fragile time for me. But I'm feeling pretty good. And I've moved out the everything everywhere all at once paraphernalia. Except Everything's for your Oscar with the googly eye on it. Except for my, uh, my... Where is the googly eye Oscar? You mean this googly eye Oscar? Yes. Look at him. Oh, them. My, them. Sorry. Them. No, no. Thank I'm, you. you know, pronoun, pronouns are important and it has my name on it too. So it's not... One you borrowed. <laughs> it's not one I borrowed. And the truth of the matter is I don't know many people in my industry who have them. And it's too long of a story, but I will share with you that one of my friends who was at the party that night is a woman named Deborah Oppenheimer. Deborah Oppenheimer is a television producer. She's a wonderful person, great friend. Yeah, you've spoken about her. Right. And she made a documentary about her mother, who was one of the kinder transport during the Nazi regime. And she made a documentary about her mother after her mother died. And she won an Oscar for the documentary. And for a very long time, I remind her, you're the only person I know. She has it in her dressing area on, I've been there many times. In all of the people that I know in show off business, in all of the people in my family and friends and colleagues and associates, I don't really have many friends who have them. And Debbie was the one who did. And so the morning, I'm sure you know this story, the morning of the nomination announcement, I was sitting right here looking at this very computer by myself at five 10 in the morning they started at 5 30 and my phone went off my phone's sitting right here next because we know that you go to bed early and you get up early and I knew that Tuesday morning were the nominations and I was going to watch them because I'm either not going to watch them and then I'm going to be looking at my phone or I'm going to watch them and get disappointed or not and what happened was my phone my phone went off my text went off and Debbie texted me and said, I'm sitting in front of your house. I thought maybe you'd want company. And Debbie Oppenheimer came and sat next to me and held my hand at 5.30 in the morning when the nominations and my category was the first one announced. So what happened was Debbie came and sat next to me right here and unbeknownst to me, was taking photos. She had her little phone. And so she was taking all of these pictures and 
And I, again, had no concept of what was happening because they had just called my name and I was in complete shock. And there's a stunning photo of you going. Yes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that Debbie took, I have it right here because I had it made for my agents. So this was the sequence that she took. Me first just watching, me just watching, and then all of a sudden my name got called, and then Stephanie's name got called, and then I realized this was happening, and then I burst into tears. So Debbie was here that morning. So now on Oscar night, Chris goes with me. We have this beautiful experience, but my feet, as you saw, I was in a boot three days later, my feet were killing me. Well, that's because when you jumped on stage, you I injured know. your foot. I know. I, we left, we didn't even go to the governor's ball. We went to the governor's ball just to get my name put on the thing. We were placing bets if you would even go and do that. Oh, well, we no, well, they, you know, they, that's how you get your name put on it. So I did that, but I kind of went around. Anyway, my point is, I got back in the car, didn't go to the Vanity Fair party, didn't go to any parties. It was already too late for me. As I pulled up in our driveway, there was somebody standing in front of my gate. And it was 11 o'clock or 10.30 at night or whatever. And I, I got out of the car and she turned and it was Debbie. And she came that night and brought her Oscar and... This is the picture of Debbie and me holding the Oscar that night. I immediately went and put my pajamas on and wearing the same pajamas I was wearing in that original photo. So my point is this, oh, that's how supported I was. My girlfriends like showed up. Big time. I never would have asked anybody to be here. I, it's just not part of my DNA. And there they were, and there she was. And she's just, that to me, grounded the whole thing. It has taken all of the undeserving brain that's just going to happen. I took it out. I've just completely released myself that this has happened for whatever reason. I feel like I have held on to myself during it, that I did not lose me. Or abandon yourself. I had a dress drama where a dress that was being made for me didn't work two days before the Oscars. And I was grateful to them for trying. I wasn't angry at anybody. I walked out of that place and looked at my friend Jane Ross and said, okay. What's next? What do we do? And a day later, I tried on the dress that Dolce had made. Which in was a day. stunning, by the way. Stunning. And it was gorgeous. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, again, if I had planned it and been very rigid, then that would have been a catastrophe. And instead, I just have tried to stay very open, very on receive mode. My hands are out, you know, my hands are open, my heart, my hands are out, my heart is open, my aim is true. I'm here to manifest my destiny as an artist, as a woman, as a wife and mother and friend, as a creative human before I die. And this moment has happened for me. I don't know why. I'll never know why. And yet I can't deny it. 
And to deny it is an insult to the body that presented it to me. The body, which is, it's a large group of people. And I am not going to denigrate their choice by somehow backpedaling this. I've tried to hold on to the miracle of the moment. Mm -hmm. And so far, I think I'm okay. Now, as I said, I need to get, not quiet, but I just need to stop promoting and get back to creating. And that's what I get to go do. Jamie, thank you for taking the time to share an update. I really appreciate it. And I love you so much. I know you do. And I feel like the reason to do this is the very reason you do what you do, which is the conversation isn't finite. It is infinite. It is continuing. These have to be updated. It's like the constitution. (laughs) It's supposed to be amended constantly. It was invented to be amended because they understood it was being written at a time. If this works, where the times are going to be different and the realities of life are going to be different and it needs to be amended. So I believe that these conversations really can be open-ended on some level because we're all, as you said, there's a new reality here that I'm very happy to have been able to try to metabolize a little bit with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Because Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and don't forget to sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow me on social media at Amanda Decadney.